if you're looking to structure your training, I would definitely take the approach of do not don't take the body part approach. I feel like that's not as sustainable. Mm. I think if you divide your so again, I'm doing a push pull leg, so I have it split in that fashion. Mm -hmm. Um, If you divide each of those days into your most neurologically taxing session and less neurologically taxing, it will be um, a lot easier to sustain and you won't have to get yourself super jacked up for two sessions. 2022, the year of the Weapon X. You heard me say it here on Think Big Bodybuilding Media. (laughs) I had no idea what you were going to (laughs) do. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Brass Tax with Weapon X. I'm Scott McNally. All of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. We got a couple of codes. You can use the Weapon X code, or of course, you can use our code THINK. Whichever you use, uh, you're going to get some high quality third party tested supplements. They've got health supplements, performance supplements, some of the best protein powders in the world. Weapon X, I didn't forget about your. Uh... I, I was going to call you out. I was going to call you out if you didn't use the uh, the sound effect. I'm I didn't be real upset. I didn't forget. I just had my flow going. Uh, guys, today, we've got a fun topic. Uh, Derek, Derek Oslin, IPB Pro, sitting next to me here today. He's uh, He's been doing two-a-day training. I have a feeling this conversation is going to be like a do-as-Derek-says-not-as-Derek-does type conversation because most of you guys probably aren't cut out including myself for two a day training, but I, I want to dig into this and, and hear all about it. So it's been a little while, man. What's going on? How you been? Oh man. Uh, life is, life is good. Um, I did want to, I did want to plug since we were, you uh, started the program about true nutrition. Of I course. did want to plug um, one of the products really quick for you guys. The, have you, have you used a yet? I have not used it, but I've talked to a number of people that have had, you including clients need to you like you, man you don't understand like i th- there is ha- has been a marked difference not only i started using it back in prep and there was a marked difference in them uh, my muscle retention mm. during prep while in a deficit and i can very clearly see the strength differences like i've had days where i didn't use it intentionally and then i've had days where i did use it just to see if i would experience any type of difference and it was night and day so you guys uh, anyone listening watching if you have not tried abolic please please do yourself a favor and get it if you get nothing else it's incredible anyway um life is good uh i am in a very unique uh training block split situation um that I'm really loving. Uh, so I've been training twice a day now for about uh, weight training for about a month and a half now. Um, so basically, the way I, I have it set up, it's still a push pull leg split, mm. but um, I split my, I split each of those days into two sessions: a morning session and, and an afternoon session. Um, now. The thought process behind that, I'm just going to get right into it, is if my activity level is higher, 
throughout the day. So this is this is not necessarily in in order of importance, but um, when my prep time comes around pre contest, I might not have to do as much cardio as I normally do because I'll be expending more calories throughout the day. Okay. Um, so I'm so you wanted I'm taking uh, energy balance into consideration. Um, two, as you myself and others have uh, discussed on the show a lot, in order to get the maximum amount that you can out of your physique, it's about how much you can. So first of all, how strong you get and how much work capacity you can handle and still recover from it. Yeah. So there is an aspect of this uh, where I'm just trying to push, I'm trying to push the limits of what I am capable of going through and still coming back and still being able to improve. So there was a little bit of exploration factor in there. And obviously, if I find out that I can recover from a higher level of volume uh, in terms of the overall expenditure of the day, then I should ultimately improve even more as a bodybuilder than I already was. I can. Um, I like this idea. I, I like this idea for you. You know, we. I always go back to my my version or the thing I think about, the person I think about when I think of like extreme genetics is the conversation that Scott Stevenson and I had with Brandon Curry and him mm. talking about his training at Oxygen. And he said that they were at one point doing two a days and he said it was rough, but you know, Brandon had learned that the more he threw at himself, the better results he got, which isn't the case for most people. But when we take a guy that has extremely great genetics, I am kind of curious to see, well, how much can you handle? So, you know, a guy like yourself, you obviously have better genetics than the average person. I mean, you're able to turn pro, you're an Olympian 212 competitor. You know, you, you're a guy that I think could potentially be one of those people that could handle more. So this is kind of a cool experiment. I, I want to ask you, so you're a month yeah. in, um, what are you noticing so far with like, are you, are you feeling it in your recovery? Uh, you know, are you, are you bouncing back quickly, ready for your next workouts? Are you getting beat down at all? Or is it just running smooth? How are things? Surprisingly, um, it's actually been pretty well. I don't feel too much different than I did, uh, in when I was doing one a days, as far as like my recovery or like, uh, fatigue throughout the day or anything like that. Like I still have just as high of energy as I normally do. I still, you know, do my normal daily stuff. I don't find myself, um, it's not like I'm coming home and then just like, you know, potatoing yeah. out. Um, I've never been like that anyway. Um, but I think a, a part of that is I, I gave this a lot of thought. I didn't just kind of throw caution to the wind and just said, oh, I'm just going to divide this up and let's just see how it goes. Um, I really thought about what would be the best way to really split this thing up and make it the most effective to where I could have the closest level to recovery that I was having with the one-a-days. So um, – Okay, so this would be a good segue. So when I was let's, – let's start with push day, right? Okay. So I have a couple options here, right? I could split it up uh, by body part, right? Yep. So I could do you know a chest-only session in the morning, and then I could do shoulders and triceps, or I could do a shoulder-only session and then do chest and triceps. Um, 
I could do the chest and shoulders in the morning and then just have a, a separate tricep session by itself if I feel like my triceps are lagging them. So, uh, you know, I'm thinking about what is lagging the most, what I want to bring up the most, and I could do it that way. Um, the way I chose to do it, and it just so happened to work really, really well, and it just, and one of the more I thought about it, the more it made sense to do it this way is I didn't divide it by body part at all. Hmm. What I divide, what I did was I divided it from the morning session is where I do my most neurologically taxing session uh, movements. Okay. So that's so the morning is all by pressing movements, and then all and then the night is all of my um, more isolation type of movements thing. So I I divided it into neurologically taxing and not as neurologically taxing. Yeah. Because I get it. So if you're doing like an incline barbell press, that's obviously going to take more out of you than a cable fly. Sure, sure. Or uh, or rope extension, something like that. So that's the way I divided it. So I do all of my pressing in the morning, and I do um, the isolation work at night. So, but I but each session I'm doing a chest some form chest movements, shoulders, and triceps. So I'm able to give everything that I have to my morning neuro you know neurological session i'm gonna call it a neurological session and then i still i'll get a couple meals in i'll get like about two meals in in between and then i'll have enough juice to get through the other movements like you know cable fly pec deck uh rope extensions uh i'm able to do um i'll throw in more like dumbbell raise or cable raise type of movements yeah excuse me um so I'm able to get more volume in on the isolation work than I was before, but I can still, I'm, I'm still able to get the output that I'm looking for. I'm still progressing in my numbers and I'm still able to recover. So, and then I wake up the next day and I'm like, okay, you know, next, next training day, let's do it again. I feel like, and I'm thinking of myself, I mean, it's interesting the way you split that up. I feel like I would probably just by default split it up by body part. And if there's anything I've noticed I feel like I have given less attention to those secondary muscles. Like on a push day, it's like mm-hmm. all about the chest, then kind of about the shoulders, and then a little bit about the triceps. So I feel right. like I'd probably jump in more to that, you know, like do more tricep work personally, just thinking about how that would work for me. But man, how does it feel to like, when I, I'll use the term like get up, you know what I mean? To get up for training two times a day i guess part of it it probably comes down to lifestyle it probably doesn't Mm -hmm. work for a lot of people because most people are working like a nine to five you know and they've got that one window but even if they did i just don't you know and i'll come back to what i said before i don't know if it would benefit most people but are you doing a how much more volume would you say you're getting in by splitting it up this way is it more volume or is it going to be pretty similar to what you would have done anyway no, it's definitely more. So okay. um, just as so again, since I just described the push day, I'm going to use that as an example. So uh, when I was training once a day, this would be my typical setup. I would go chest press of some sort, um, another chest press. I would do a shoulder press. Um, so it's one, two, three. And then some sort of tricep press, whether it's a heavy skull crusher, whether it's a JM press, whether it's close grip bench, something like that. Okay, so now we're at four. Then I would do – so that that would be the end of my pressing, right? Now, and each, and 
everything that I'm saying is two working sets. Now we have a cable fly. Then we have, um, I'll typically put a, depends on how my shoulder feels at that point. I might go and do a shoulder raise as the sixth movement. I mean, um, yeah, the sixth movement. Um, or if I feel like my shoulders need a little bit more of a break from after all of the pressing, then I will put a, like a rope extension or something like that in the sixth spot just to give uh, my shoulder a little bit more of a break, and then I'll finish with uh, a raise of some sort. Um, so that's seven movements, two working sets uh, per movement. So that's 14 sets. Okay. Now, <clears throat> in the morning session, it'll typically be that the morning session alone will be about five, five to six movements, especially if I do a superset. So like lately, what I've been doing, I used to, I was, I originally started doing one exercise at a time, but the last few weeks, what I've done is I would do a, um, I would do a chest press by itself. I really, really like Incline Smith, Incline Smith press a lot. That's yeah. probably my favorite. Um, incline Hammer would be like my second favorite. So I would start with either an incline smith or an incline hammer strength. Then I would do a superset of like a flat chest press and um, I don't know. Uh, actually, we have a few. We have a lot of different chest machines in the gym, um, or you know, a dumbbell press and a machine, um, or a chest press and uh, like I really like pec minor dips, which uh, hmm. John Meadows made uh, pretty popular. Or just regular dips, but like I'm having a very uh, significant forward lean, so I can engage more of the of the of the pec fibers. How, how do you I'll, do a you know? How do you do a pec that? minor dip? It's literally scapular elevation and depression in the in the dip position. So you'll hmm. be let me let me okay. So you'll be standing up, right? You'll be yep. hanging on the um. You'll be suspended, holding yourself up on the the dip uh, apparatus handles yep. and then you're literally doing this and you're using your scapular depression to engage your pec fibers. Oh damn. I've never done that. I, I had never heard or done that before until I did a John Meadows program back in 2016. Okay. I like that. Uh, yeah, and I, I really, and I really like them. So, hmm. okay. Um, go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to ask, how long do each one of the, like the workout you're describing, five, six movements, how long does that workout take? An hour. Okay. And that maybe like an hour and some change. Um, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't mess around too much. Yeah. Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty locked in. And the, the membership that we have at the gym is also, you know, whether they're competitors or not, are all pretty much very serious lifters. It's not like a, like a. I guess I shouldn't say any gym names because we might get sued. Um, you know, <laughs> we you're, won't you're, get sued. We won't get sued. Say it. You know, your commercial gyms like like a Crunch Fitness or uh, yes. you know whatever, you know, like something like that, more mainstream where everybody goes in and you walk in and everyone is talking and no one is lifting yes. or an LA Fitness or whatever. So our gym isn't like that, so I don't have to worry about like being interrupted in between, you know, and that suddenly my workout takes two and a half hours or something like that. Um, so, yeah, so I'll typically do like five movements, six movements, especially if I'm doing supersets. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So one chest movement and then I'll do a superset and then I'll do a shoulder movement, uh, either a high incline uh, Smith or a hammer machine. 
and then I'll do a superset of dumbbell presses, overhead dumbbell presses, along with a machine press. Or, yeah, some sort of machine press, whether it's a seated or we have a Viking press at the gym, which mm. I really, really love. Um, and that'll be the session. That'll mm. be session one. Okay. So six movements, two working sets per movement, done. So um, it, then, then how long until the next session, how many meals do you have between that? Two meals. So you get out of that, you eat some food, a couple hours later, you eat some more food. And then an hour after that, I'll typically train again. Are you using using like pre-workouts and stuff like that? Anything like that? Just just EAAs. Okay. So you hit some EAAs each time. Because that's all all Dave has in in the program. So that's all I use. We haven't mentioned it. You're working. (laughs) I don't think we mentioned it. You're working with Dave Kalick now. Yes. So anyone that has been a uh, a fan of the program for some time, I'm sure you have heard a multitude of episodes that has had Dave in them. Now, I've known Dave uh, for years. Um, I competed against his client, Adam Young, oh. quite a number of times. Yeah. So I've seen Dave at like a lot of the shows that I've done. So I've known him for a while. He's a super nice guy. Has always talked to me. He's always been super, super friendly. I didn't really become privy to how knowledgeable he actually was until I started listening to the podcast. No kidding. So when I became a fan of Think Big um, or Advices, as it was previously known, um, that's when I started becoming more aware of who Dave was and what he was like and how much he knew. Um, So when I went into when I came into the market looking for a new coach, um, he was one of the guys that I wanted to inquire with and work with that's cool yeah and i think you guys would be a good fit too i know dave's really he's really passionate like he genuinely cares about everybody that he works with i i think he is extremely enthusiastic about bodybuilding yes he is isn't he extremely yeah oh it's it's actually really refreshing it's almost like um it's almost like a childlike innocence (laughs) he'll he'll call me he'll be like hey uh i just i wanted to know uh what do you think is going to happen at the show this weekend? How do you cut? What's your top five? I'll be like, I got a quick Wait, are question. are you asking me? No, he'll ask me. He'll, he'll like oh, call okay. me. He'll just like call me out of the blue and I'll be like, hey, what's up, man? I'll be like, hey, I just, uh, I want to know what you think of the show this weekend. Who's your top five? And then, and then he'll lay me at, on me his top five and tell me like break, break down why each guy. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, he, you're right, man. He does have like super big passion for the sport. It's cool to see. He'll, he'll he'll call me and he'll be like, "Hey, so I was just I was just thinking about some stuff. So uh, I just want to run this by you really quick. So um, just so you know, we're gonna we're gonna fucking win in quarter turns in next year. So that's not that's <laughs> not even a that's literally how he starts the conversation. I'm like, holy shit! All right, dude, it's it's eight a.m. <laughs> Why are you trying to get me jacked jacked up so early? Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I, I love him. I love him a lot. Um, uh, we got a question here actually about your plan. Yes. Um, how would you manage your peri workout nutrition for this plan? So, I mean, mm. you got a you got a lot of pre workout meals going on here, basically. The the f- so All okay, I, like like Scott said, uh, do as I say, maybe not as I do. Um, <laughs> so I do. I just do EAAs, like a scoop of EAAs for for each session. And that's more than enough for me. I feel really good. It's working very well, and I'm well, I'm, I'm riding that. You eat food too, 
So there's that. Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I, I'm eating, I'm eating before each session and I'm eating after each session. Like, you know, just like you normally would with pre and post workout meals. Okay. Um, but maybe even with that doing exactly what I'm doing, maybe not everybody would be able to recover the way that they, uh, should. And also yeah. maybe muscular wise, you might be able to recover because you're feeding enough, but maybe your joints may not like it. Yeah. So that's another thing to consider as well. If you're very achy as opposed to being muscularly sore, that might be a sign to this, you know, approaching things this way isn't, um, isn't for you. But so I'll usually have two meals in before I do the first session. Yeah. I'll then I'll eat two more meals after that. Yeah. And then I'll have so then that would be meal five, which would also have carbs in it. Um a little bit less right now, Dave. Like I like I said before we started recording, um Dave has been uh slowly shaving the food off um so we can kind of get ahead of the curve okay. in terms of conditioning uh, yeah. leading into next season. Um, so that meal five will have a little bit of less carbs, and then meal six is doesn't have any carbs in it. It's just protein and veggies. Okay. I'm kind of going the opposite. I've been doing a less training. I've been doing an upper-lower split lately. I think you posted about that uh, in your story recently, I think. I might or have. Or maybe you said it in one of the episodes. I, yeah, I haven't talked about it much on the shows, but I like it, man. Because, okay. you know, just having had been, been sick and then gotten a little bit better, a lot better, and then had yep. gotten the vax so I could go to Canada. I got sick from the that. The vax. Yeah, got sick from that, and then I got a little bit better, and then I got sick from the second one. I'm finally, like, I when I got to Canada, I really got in a groove. I was training at the YMCA, hitting an mm-hmm. upper-lower split. And I and I've recommended it to a couple guys who've been struggling with their plans lately because it's it's I'd say it's like the opposite of what you're doing. It's just trying to like do the least like basically make the most out of each training session so that right. I can basically get away. With, like if I train four times a week, that means I've hit my entire body twice. Now each workout isn't like. It's not a super intense workout for me right now. You know what I mean? It's like right. if right. you're training your entire upper body you can only do so many sets yeah. and so many exercises, you know, for each muscle group, but that's fine for me right now. I'm loving it. So I guess, yeah, just throwing it out there. I'm kind of like at the opposite, squeezing everything in to that one workout and it's, it, it'll continue to evolve though, but I'm liking it. It's working out for me really I, good. You know, how many days a week are you training? You know, it depends on how well I feel. Usually if it, it may be every other day, I may hit, uh-huh lower body, upper body, day off, and lower mm-hmm. body, upper body, day off. But on average, I'd say I'm training four days a week. Okay. I was asking because I actually did a um, a Meadows program years ago that yeah. I forget the name of it, but it was, a, it was an upper lower split. And I made it through like two, three weeks of that. Yeah. I think it was like – but I think it was like um, – you know, now that I think about it, he had like tier blocks of like, you know, like volume tiers, kind of like four to two training yeah. um, where you could scale how many days a week you trained based off of how you felt. 
And I, being a, a, a prideful meathead, went for the hardest one right out of the gate, which I think was six days a week of tra- of upper-lower training. Ooh. I made it through like two and a half weeks of that, and I was like, no, this isn't working. I can't do lot. this. That's a lot, man. Oh, I, 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 and those workouts were long as hell, like at yeah. least two and a half hours a clip. Oh, and I wow. wasn't like standing around talking and, you know, too much. Like, and I, you know, obviously it's a little bit longer when you have like a training partner yeah. or whatever, but that was rough. That was rough. Um, yeah. I if I knew imagine. what I knew now, I might have been able to execute that a little bit better. But you probably wouldn't have done six days a week either. You know, that would have been a lot. No, I would have done probably four and been like, this is cool. Yeah, Let's do that. I like that. We had another question. But I was young here. and dumb. Would you use the double split at the end of a training block mesocycle to achieve a functional overreaching? Hmm. If I had to, if honestly, I would put it in the beginning when you're fresh, so yeah. that you can actually assess your true tolerance to the program. If you're putting hmm. it at the end of a cycle, uh, at the end of a mesocycle, you might be a little bit more worn out than if you were coming off of, you know, maybe like a devolume week or like a break from training or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So that you makes won't, sense. I don't think, I don't think you would be assessing your true, true capabilities. So I would start off with that and make sure that you can actually handle it um, when you're fresh. And then get used to it over time, because just like um, just like any type of cardiovascular training, you need to um, you're going to build up endurance. Yeah. The only way you're going to do it is by the only the only way you're going to build up muscular endurance is by doing that type of training for an extended period of time. So, yeah. you know, you're not going to have the in, the muscular endurance built up if you just suddenly plug this in in the middle or the end of a mesocycle. It's just I just don't see how that would be how that would be beneficial or work. Yeah. Yeah. And I, man, I keep going back to it. I can see this because I, I get a lot of, there's a lot of people who reach out to us and that they love the idea, especially people that are new to training. And they're like, Hey, I love training. I love working out. I love being in the gym and I'm laid off right now. Or, you know, I could squeeze in a workout before work and a workout after work. And they say, Hey, I would, what, what about two, two a days? Will I, you know, will I make better progress that way? And I think that the reality is, is that for most people, we can get it done in, in one routine. I know even Brandon had said when he was doing two a days out there at oxygen, it was brutal on him. Um, Dusty had done a two a day workout. I think it was, I think it was a Ronnie Coleman workout that he was doing. And, oh, okay. You know what he said about it? He said he felt like the entire day was was like so bodybuilding focused because yes. you're either getting ready. You know, you know what it's like. You're getting ready for your workout. There's that that mindset that you have going into it. Um, yes, you have to basically be getting ready for a workout constantly. So I feel like that could be a lot of it could be a lot of stress. And number one. Um, you, you know, like, like CNS stress, SNS stress. Um, and I wonder too, for myself, would that dilute things? Would it dilute my excitement, my, you know, my energy for the workout? But then again, though, then I think to myself, that second workout isn't going to be as taxing. Like you said, 
you're hitting all your compound heavy stuff in that first workout. That second workout, you don't need to get up as high for, right? Correct. So that 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 was that was one point that I was gonna make. So you already touched on that. The second point is now again, I can only speak for myself. Sure. Um, I own a gym. I'm in there all the time. You're there so anyway. So it's not like <laughs> I'm I'm there anyway. So. That's another piece of this whole puzzle for me is I'm just taking advantage of the fact that I'm there so much and that I have the time to do it. Not everyone does have the time to do it. Um, So I, you know, I I will admit I'm I'm very blessed in that regard. Um, Plus, like if I, you know, if I work the typical nine to five, there's absolutely no way I'm getting up and doing a fasted weight training session just so I can train twice a day. There's absolutely no way that's happening. I'd rather sleep. So um, so I'm in a very unique uh, situation. Now, I work a lot. I'm busy all the time. In fact, I have a client that's competing uh, today. Um, so we've been back and forth on the phone texting um, and talking and FaceTiming and whatever. So, um, and I'm doing that stuff from the minute I wake up which is, you know, anywhere from 6.30 to 7.30 till pretty much the time that I go to bed. So, um, so yeah, I am working all the time in that sense, but, you know, it's mostly off of my phone, you know, my, my iPad um, technology, and I can do that pretty much anywhere. Yeah. So I'm just taking advantage of the situation that I have to make sure that I do get better because, you know, there's some there's some heavy hitters that I have to go up against. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I think there is a key here. One thing that I think is is really important to look at is that you are trying something different. You know, you yeah. don't necessarily know that this is gonna be an answer for you, but you've been doing this for a long time. You've been competing for several you know, years now, and you've developed a hell of a lot of muscle. So you're at a point now where it's like, hey, I got to try some what what's you know, people we get the question all the time. What's the best workout? And it kind of depends like, well, what are you doing now? Because that's going to play a huge role in what to do next. I right? Think, I think you I think you you talk you, you guys touched on this in the last um, blood, sweat and gear, if I'm not mistaken, um, with uh, Andrew. And I think was Nate on it or no, no, not Nate. No, you had um, you had Skip on there. Okay. And you guys talked about this because you guys are talking about uh, Mark Dugdale. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, doing a two a day as well. So, um, that was Scott. And speaking of Scott, he said uh, that was Scott and Andrew and I. And Scott said, "Jim Mahalik's and uh, yeah, is taking right. new members." Yes, Jim Mahalik's. <laughs> listen, uh, listen. I'm. I just. I just want to get back to the Olympia, man. I'm going to do whatever the hell it takes. <laughs> Yes. Plus, I just love the trade. I'm crazy a little bit, mildly. I'm sorry. Um, I interrupted you, though. One of the questions, I just noticed one of the questions here. Uh, on paper, it sounds very, very interesting. It may be a brilliant idea, but how feasible would it really be? You should be able to control every, every variable. Yes, you should be able to control every variable. I, again, um, am lucky enough and blessed enough to be in a position where I am able to control every single variable. I don't really have anything getting in the way of me executing this. Yeah, um, I didn't and, bring it up because you had kind of already responded to that without knowing. Because yeah. you said, like you said, you own your own gym and everything. And I and I'm and I'm I don't want to sound like I'm putting any other. I don't want to come off like I'm trying to put on. Uh, 
put down any other way of life or whatever. Um, I'm just saying that my situation is very unique in the sense that yes, I am working a lot, but because of where I work and the and me owning uh, a gym, I don't have to. I don't really have to go out of my way. Like if I had to drive to the gym twice a day, m- maybe it'd be a little bit different. If I had to travel 15, 20, 30 minutes to the gym twice a day, I probably would only train once a day. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so I am in a very unique situation where I can control every, every variable and I'm taking advantage of the fact that I can. And I'm just, again, trying to push the limits of what I can, what are my capabilities um and work capacity in the gym and still be able to recover. And if I can do more and still bounce back from it, I should on paper end up a better bodybuilder. Yeah. Hey, you know who else has access to the gym all day long and takes advantage of it? Our prisoners. Prisoners will spread their workouts. This is the re- this is true, man. Prisoners will spread their workouts out all day long i've talked about this yeah. with scott that uh you know that, that i mean because here's the reality we got to squeeze it all into that one hour that one and a half hours but you know they'll do their pull-ups you know i'm gonna do 100 pull-ups and then after that what are yep. they gonna do take a nap and then after that yep. they do 100 body weight squats and then after that they take yep. you know they spread that out all day uh you know scott's kind of explored this too like i mean I, i've asked him you know, well, what if what if I were to just do my pull-ups, spread it out through the whole week? You know, instead of doing it all in one day, what if I did one set of pull-ups every day? How would that work out? And there there could be some advantage to that. So I think you know I'm getting at the training more frequently. That right. if you're getting the rest, it you know it it may be to your advantage. I don't know. I. <clears throat> I would think that there would be uh, a, some form of adaptation pretty quickly, right? Mm. So it's kind of like if you only do cardio for your your exercise every day. Yes, you're going to lose weight, but there's going to come a point where you're going to hit a plateau and you still need a novel stimulus of some sort. Um, it would be hard to progress. Even, yeah, it would be hard every to progress. Day. Yeah. And with cardiovascular activity, it would come to a point where you would probably be progressing your time um, and not necessarily progressing your uh, your physique and your appearance. So um, I feel like that would be kind of the same thing with the pull-ups, unless you continually did more pull-ups every single day. That, I don't know. That, that Now that I'm like talking it out, there could be something to that but i feel like it would be short term i don't feel like that would carry over well in the long term i could be wrong because no one's done it but yeah that's my thoughts on that scott was putting some thoughts together on that uh he said we because we were we were planning to possibly record something here but anyway this is we're we're going off topic now um we're getting a lot of comments today man we are we are we appreciate everybody watching uh nick wary I may need a couple two a days after yesterday. What did Nick Weary do yesterday? Uh, Nick Weary was in an eating contest. Uh, they had to eat cans of spam. Oh God! <laughs> he told me. He told me about it. I was like, "You're disgusting." He was, because he's telling me about his trial runs and stuff. I'm like, "Dude, oh. spam!" And it was like, it was like. 
blocky and like I don't have you ever eaten spam before? Mm-mm. No. Good. Cause neither have I and I never will. It just looks and just yeah, gross. Um so yeah, so they had to eat so the contest involved how many cans of spam you could eat in eight minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um and uh, he actually just did a post on it like a couple hours ago. He got, let's see, I think he said he got nine cans in, or ten cans. It might have been ten. Yeah. Um, and he actually broke the world record, but he came in second to a guy who got thirteen cans. Holy shit! Yeah, I think it was twelve. He got twelve cans. The guy who won got thirteen cans. Whew. Uh. There was someone else who got ten, and then his wife got nine and got fourth place. It's a lot of I spam. I think I got that right. That's a lot of spam. Yeah, twelve cans in eight minutes. See, Scott's Scott's on the ball. He knows he knows what's up. He knows what's going 12 on. Twelve cans. So that's more than a can a minute. Yeah, that's. <laughs> and uh, man, I I wish I knew how much like each of those cans weighed, like how like the actual spam itself. Yeah. Well, listen. Like, half, like eight ounces. What What would be your take home message? Because I feel like a lot of people who are watching this right now, they're yes. probably tuning in. At least the YouTube people that see this, they click on it and they're like, two a day training." I think a lot of people are clicking on it because they're wondering, should they do two a day training? Uh, what would be your thoughts overall about the training and what would be your thoughts to somebody else that was interested in doing it? We'll, we'll wrap it up with that. Okay. So if you're, uh, if you're looking to structure your training, I would definitely take the approach of do not, don't take the body part approach. I feel like that's not as sustainable. Mm. I think if you divide your, so again, I'm doing a push pull leg. So I have it split in that fashion. Mm -hmm. Um, if you divide each of those days into your most neurologically taxing session and less neurologically taxing, it will be, um, a lot easier to sustain and you won't have to get yourself super jacked up for two sessions. You'll get super jacked up for one. And then the other one you can, uh, look forward to, but you don't have to like, you know, Hulk Hogan, it, if you will. Um, so like, so I, I discussed the push session, right? The pull session, I have it, uh, divided between, obviously I have one session of just back and I don't do anything else. And then the other session I'll do like rear delts and biceps and maybe, maybe a shrug. Okay. Um, and then with legs, I do like my heavy pressing compound movements in the first session. And then I'll do like the isolation stuff in the second session. And like that's it. how I have it divided. And it works really, really well. And I don't, I'm, I'm not, you know, you have that, that little bit of dread going into the gym, like especially if you train hard. Yeah. I only have to worry about feeling that one time yeah. a day. I don't feel it for the second session. I can just go in and uh, you know still progress my numbers, drive as much blood into the muscle, and just kind of just enjoy the session without the dread of I like, like having to load machines and like I know I'm gonna feel really beat up afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, I would say if you want to test your fortitude, see what I did there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Give, give it a shot. The worst that could happen is 
that it you don't recover as well from it or maybe you're not eating enough at this phase of yeah. your respective fitness journey that you can recover from it and then you just abandon it for a little bit until you do have the nutrition coming in to fuel that um but if you are someone who works a typical nine to five and has that um very uh set schedule uh i don't think this would work as well and especially if you're someone who has a family um yeah you're gonna wear you're gonna wear yourself out really quick and you're probably gonna piss off your significant other from being out of the house so much <laughs> so yes let's not let's not sacrifice a relationship for the the holy gains i don't, I don't think that's a good idea either i think that's that's all good advice uh derek we look forward to seeing how this comes together um what's do you have a website that people can reach you at yeah so um my website is www.wxathletics.com. Wxathletics.com. So yep. Weapon X Athletics. Of course, go um, to and then Fit Fam, Tampa. Check that out. Fam Tampa. Yep. Fam Tampa. So if oh. you want to check us out on Instagram, it's at fam Tampa. Just fam. Um, just fam. Yeah. So it's Flex Appeal Miami, Tampa location. So. The reason why we didn't call it Flex Appeal Tampa is because the acronym is F-A-T. So I didn't think that would be appropriate for a gym. So Right on. And, of course, check out our great sponsor, True Nutrition. Use the code yes. WeaponX or the code THINK. And, uh, guys, we appreciate you hanging with us. WeaponX, it's Thanks. great to see you again, man. Man, I've been w- looking forward to this all week. So thank you again for having me on. And we're going to do this again soon. Yes. See you guys. Bye, everyone.